Sorry. No, that's okay. Well, it's me. I'm getting self-conscious about it. <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is Ivor. My name is Mallory. And thank you so much for listening to This Is Fine. On this podcast, we explore and discuss experiences and insights from our lives and how they relate to mental health. To help foster conversations on how to move through life with more awareness, adaptability, and a little bit of humor. <laughs> so, there's a phrase about boundaries and I actually want your assessment of this. Okay. I think a good thing to do when you either meet a new friend or someone you date is to ask them, what do they think about cats? Now, <laughs> yes. <laughs> this has nothing to do with your personal feelings about how much you love or, or not love cats. It is a good measure of what they think about boundaries based on how they respond. So if they respond with, I hate cats, and they start going into reasons why cats are awful. Yes. For me, that's a first sign of that they don't respect either their own boundaries or someone else or actually don't understand. I don't want to just throw out the phrase, people don't respect boundaries. Maybe they don't understand your boundaries or their own and therefore they cannot respect it. Because cats are extremely clear communicators of boundaries. Yes, yes. And they teach us about consent. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes. And so I think that's a great question to ask someone. Yeah, I've talked about this before. Oh, you did? Oh, um, I didn't know. I don't remember who with, but yes. And there was a meme going around, I think, about this. Oh, it uh, was? About cats and consent. And yeah, I mean, for me, that's sort of a silly, you know, thing to, to think about. And it's not a hard and fast thing that I would oh, apply to relationships, no, but I totally no. agree. <laughs> and when people say that they don't like cats, when they have very strong anti-cat sentiments, mm. I do take pause and try, yes. I want to investigate. Cats are very clear about what they will and will not um, allow, allow mm. and um, very unlike a lot of dogs, not mm. all dogs, but it's, it's, there's that difference. There with, is a difference, um, I think. I'm not saying dogs don't have boundaries. <laughs> yes. You know? But, you know, there's people who are like, no, I love dogs, but I hate cats. Or, but yes, Mm. I totally agree with you. Like, (laughs) I think about this. (laughs) You cannot like cats without having to insult cats. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) It's okay. Like, Mm -hmm. it's okay to not like a pet. Not -hmm. everyone likes the same thing. (laughs) But why do people have to go, I hate cats. They're horrible. They bite you. Like, "Mm, is it? Is it though? The cat thing is a great, it's a great entryway into a conversation oh, about yes. um, boundaries and yeah. consent and like power. Um, power. I, I agree with you. Mm. Right. So when we say boundaries, what comes up for you? Um, I made sort of a list. Um, limits. Yeah. <clears throat> edges. Protection. Choices. Oh, choices. That's a big word. Um, yes, definitions of space and where I stop and where the world and other people begin, kind of the space between mm. me and others mm. and my willingness, like our willingness to do or not do things. Yes. And where that comes from, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and also I think um, like values are very related to boundaries for me. So those oh, yeah. are... Those are some of the things that I thought about. So then my question becomes, do you think that when people don't know their own values or what they want and what they stand for or don't stand for or not willing to you know, stand for that they also perhaps don't have a, a grasp of their own boundaries? 
and therefore also then don't understand other people's boundaries. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, because it's not something that we can communicate and we just walk up saying, okay, guys, hi, this is my boundaries. Like, it's not something we do that way. It's a social thing. Mm -hmm. It's only when you have deeper conversations that you can talk to people and say, hey, I don't like that you did that or it made me feel this way. Can we find another way to talk or do something? Mm -hmm. And that is what conversations about boundaries look like it's not sitting around a table going this is my boundary you cannot cross this people don't do that it's only after it's been crossed that it becomes a problem well i have a couple reactions to that i think one thing i'm thinking about is um how when we talk about boundaries in relationships Mm. i think we confuse boundaries with rules or agreements i like to hear about there's a lot of people talking about that um like one of one of my favorite sort of podcasts on boundaries is from the Multi Amory podcast, and they discuss this. Like, what is the difference between a boundary and a rule? And so I kind of am trying to remind myself that my boundaries are about my actions and my choices, mm. my own limits. Mm. I can't actually control what other people do. Um, and so for me, like a boundary, an example of a boundary for is like certain members of my family have a pattern of like drinking, drinking alcohol and then calling me. And so, you know, I could say, I really need you to stop calling me when you're drunk. Maybe they will or will not do that. But what my boundary is, if you call me while you are intoxicated, I will not stay on the phone with you. I'm going to end this phone call. So I think when I think about boundaries, a lot of my boundaries I do really know. But you're right. I learned it through experience. Through, yeah, through like, experience. That happened and then I didn't feel good. So now in the future, I can communicate this boundary, but it's going to come back to what I do, mm. not what you do. What you do. Okay, I like that. Because mm. when you said that like members of your family call you when they are not um, sober, mm-hmm. um, That also is something for me that Mm -hmm. I didn't really think about until now is that I do not really like speaking to people who are drunk Mm -hmm. and I'm not drunk. Mm -hmm. And then you say, you you tell me things, they have Dutch courage. Then when they're not sober, things haven't changed. Mm -hmm. And this does also stem from childhood and from a parent that was very drunk for a big part, like many years, that for whatever reason alcohol made them feel in control of their lives or that they felt some kind of sense of enjoyment or escape or dopamine. Whatever reasons there are, mm-hmm. I am not going to, not judging them for having done it because I understand why people do it. It's just, it's triggering for me now. Mm-hmm. So when people who don't talk to me regularly, all of a sudden like call you or whether it be people, friends, family, doesn't matter, and then say things and I'm like, you're drunk, aren't you? Or you've had something to drink and now you're feeling yeah. less of your walls or less of your boundaries are up or not boundaries. I would Walls and boundaries are different, I guess. I don't know. Well, kind of, I guess. But another, I think another way to think about boundaries is like creating structures, like protective structures. Like a wall, I think, can be a, a sort of protection. That's a nice definition. Um, you know, like or I think about being on the just as a brief aside, like when I get onto the subway mm. here in Seoul and it's really like 
chaotic and loud and stressful. Mm. Um, sometimes I envision like a wall of water around oh, me. Oh, that's beautiful, um, actually. Even also with annoying people, like in your life, if you have to talk to someone who's really like stre- like stresses you out mm. or triggers you, but you mm. are forced into a, the, the conversation, conversation with them, imagining like water like a wave of water mm. kind of like pushing them away from you. Mm. I do this somewhat regularly and it's very helpful. And that's like, to me, that's a boundary too, because it's creating a distance, even if there's not a physical distance, but there's an energetic distance, yes. just like a wall can be. And water is also a cleansing <laughs> yeah, thing. Yes. So I do like that imagery. And also <laughs> some of my meditations I do imagine standing underneath a waterfall mm-hmm. literally imagine one by one the water washing them away yeah and whatever works for you like whatever thing you find it works um i've just found that that is pretty common is that feeling or that imagining of like a waterfall yeah washing things away yeah, yeah. there's great energy it. and power in water yes totally yeah so i'm thinking about like those situations where we're talking with someone and maybe it is like you know they're drunk this is i think we've talked about this before because we've discussed how you really don't like being around drunk people mm. <clears throat> and i can re- i i agree with that so so i feel like sometimes a boundary is i'm not going to talk to you right now or i'm going to exit this situation love you bye mm. i'll see you later but sometimes we maybe choose or can't exit the situation so then it's not like a physical boundary it's uh an energetic boundary yeah okay i have to talk to you right now and be in your space but like yeah there's a there's a shimmering field of something protecting me or maybe there's a wall Mm. or like a fortress a fortress a (laughs) castle or a garden or something i like the way you describe (laughs) this because i really identify with that kind of using that imagery It sounds silly maybe to some people, but to me, it's ext- it's powerful for me. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of what the Stoics say. Like, I don't know if it's Marcus Aurelius or if it's Epictetus, but basically he said you will find foolish people everywhere. <laughs> what do you expect from people? Mm-hmm. Rather expect that people will be foolish so that you can deal with that better. People are going to be people. Just as I have my days where I can be annoying, other people are that too. And once we understand that and we don't expect people to be like we are, it does help a lot. <laughs> yes. Can I read a quote that I was... Please. This is so related to this. Mm. Um, so I read this last summer on Adrienne Marie Brown's blog. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wrote this piece about... It's called the Darwin Darwin Variant. Mm. And it was she was responding to like all the people in the USA who are who like refuse to get a vaccine and you know like now I guess the current iteration of that is like refusing masks and people who um are actively re- refusing to engage in safety measures for the collective so she quoted she quoted another writer Prentice Hemphill who I'm not familiar with the quote is boundaries are the distance at which I can love you and me simultaneously <laughs> Oh, that gave me chills. (laughs) So I think about that because she's basically like talking about how she can love humanity as a whole, but that there's different distances. That's beautiful. 
I like that. What does that. that make you think about? I guess it makes me think of how conditioned I've been to think that love is unconditional. And I don't think love is unconditional. Unconditional because there are definitely conditions that will make me say fuck you. Like I don't like this idea that love is unconditional. That means that you can do anything to me and I'm just supposed to love you? Like, you know what I mean? Right. Well, that's yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's what, what she's getting up. at. But yeah. she's saying like I can love everyone, but the way that I love you is different. Is different. So like I can love like only a certain so she calls she calls them like her small circle of beloveds, mm. which is language that I really resonate with. So now it's like I, I think about that term beloveds mm. and my beloveds are people who I can love very up close mm. <laughs> and mm. that's safe and feels good. Because beloved is more close, yes. the word by itself. Yeah. Yes. But then there's like other people who I can love you, meaning I want you to be okay. I don't wish you ill will and I, and I want what's best for you and because we are connected, you know, um, but I don't, I can't do that when you're close to me. Because mm. when you're up close, then you are either harming me or uh, it doesn't feel good. And so I will love you at a farther distance. <laughs> I like that. And at me the too. farther distance, I seem like the person that's like, I'm horrible. I'm not going to go out of my way to make mm. you feel bad. But I'm not going to try and make you feel good either. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> you strike me as someone who has very firm solid boundaries yeah i just don't like the way that i communicate them when someone crosses my boundary then i either get like irate or i just don't talk to them very so gemini what would you <laughs> <laughs> what, like one extreme or the other <laughs> do you want to talk about like what are some examples of you know Bad boundaries or healthy health, boundaries? healthy or unhealthy boundaries yeah i think like how many have you picked out like that you have i don't know i thought about it differently not as like a like unhealthy healthy yeah. but i thought of for me i thought of examples of boundaries that i have that are very clear to me mm. and then uh, a few examples of like boundaries that seem more porous mm. and that but which i would like to sort of firm up but I'm still practicing that. I think a good idea would be to start with the boundaries that are more porous, like you said. Okay. And so we can like talk about that. And then towards the end of the episode, do the healthy ones. Okay. To leave it onto a healthy mental state. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. So yeah, you can definitely go with that because I haven't really thought about the negative ones so much. Well, let me ask you this. Mm. You had said when you proposed this topic, mm. I've kind of felt like <laughs> you said something like, I chose this for you. <laughs> well... It's just at the time of choosing, which was quite a while ago. Yes. <laughs> it was, I saw that you were giving of yourself to so many things and so many people. Mm -hmm. And I was like, when are you going to take time for yourself? Yeah. But that's not my business specifically. It's just, we need to protect our time. Yeah. And I think as friends, it is a lesson that we can all share is protecting our time because when someone on the street asks you for ten dollars you go oh i don't have it you know or you're not so willing but when someone says hey can well I, I am but yes i know what you mean yeah like i will actually give people on the street money yeah but yes yeah, i see what you're saying yeah, like yeah. it's we're more protective of our money than we are of our time mm. and i want i need boundaries around my time because like i've said to you before and i think i've said on the podcast the lesson i learned from the stoics is when you say yes to something, you say no to something else. And that usually comes 
from you. I'm not saying be selfish, but you need to take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Time is the one I wrote down. <laughs> because That's why um, I chose the topic. Because, yeah, for me, as you know, I'm a very social person. Mm. And you're an extrovert. You feed off the energy of I people. Do. So, yeah. So when I'm with good people, like good when i'm with people who make me feel good and then like i come home after that i'm like oh i feel so great like Charged. i don't feel drained mm. by being with groups of people if i really enjoy their company mm. it like really it 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 fuels me but i have a problem especially with just in general time boundaries are difficult for me mm. and that is that has iterations in all areas of my life for example as a teacher, I make a lesson plan and I think it'll take this long. We never finish everything. Same. <laughs> so I'm like, what's going on there? Why can't I do the things that I, you know, set out to do in this, you know, time frame? Or, um, you know, like we, I've joked before how if I say, oh, I'm with so-and-so, but I'm leaving, I'm leaving in 20 minutes that really just becomes like at least an hour. Mm. So if I say I'm somewhere social and I'm going to leave in 20 minutes, I'm really not going to leave in 20 mm. minutes, even if I want to. So that's kind of, that's why it is an that's area that I want to work on is mm. that I just, um, and, and part of it I think might be a little bit of time blindness, um, but also like it, it, it does come down to I set a boundary, but I didn't keep it. Mm. And, and so I have to think about why that is. Mm. Um, and it's also true for my tarot practice. Like probably the biggest area of growth, one of the biggest areas of growth for me as a professional tarot reader is like working on shortening readings, especially mm. like first time readings with people because I will just sort of let that be really expansive, which so far I really like, but I realize that energetically it's important for me to start kind of uh, keeping to my own time boundaries mm. around that. So that's the hardest thing for me. Yeah, it's finding, it's the balance between, yes, I do like this now, but what does it mean for later? Right. Yeah. <laughs> what, is it, what does it mean for my life later? Yes, yes. It True. is. Okay, I think I agree <laughs> with you on time. Like, I used to be the person that would be like, yeah, I'm 20 minutes away and then I'm late. But I don't know. I don't like that anymore. It's been... Since right before the pandemic, I became, I don't know, I think I had too many friends that would be late somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I got really frustrated with that. It's just a, time is something we share. So let's all just remember that. So do you feel like you have a like skillful relationship with time and your boundaries around time? Only right when now? it comes to other people. Okay. Then it's the strongest because... Because it's a boundary for me, and it's because it's something that's important for me, when I meet someone, I then try to show them, hey, I'm here on time. This We agreed, and I'm honoring our agreement. Mm -hmm. Because we live in an age, I still remember the time when you had to call someone's home, and then you don't want to talk to their parents but the parents will pick up the phone and you have to talk to their, their yeah. mom and dad yeah. <laughs> before they're before they come right mm -hmm. and you go on sunday we're meeting here at 12 o'clock yeah and you're there at 12 o'clock because you had no phone to be like to lie and say that <laughs> I, you know you were there at 12 o'clock so <laughs> i still remember that time and i cherish that time not that i'm trying to live in the past i do understand technology and things things move forward 
However, it's just a, I think it's a very, it's a small thing, but it means a lot to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what about when it comes to yourself? Then I, I lie to myself a lot more. Then I'm like, I'll leave in five minutes and I don't. I'll, I'll clean this up right now and, uh, and I won't. Or I'll study Korean after this and then I don't. It, I think lately you've also been like honoring your um, evening boundaries too. Like going to bed when you want mm. as early as you feel you need and mm. want to. And saying no to, you know, other those tasks at night. Yeah, it's like, I think it's because I'm listening to a lot of stoic type mm. podcasts. There's only so much you can do with your energy. And I'm learning to be happy with what I've done with the day. I can go, okay, the day is to rest. You may not wake up tomorrow and I will find the delight. I will find the joy that I can in the evening. Mm -hmm. And tomorrow, if I wake up, that's bonus. Mm -hmm. And slowly but surely, it's been a long time coming, um, possibly six months now. Since, no, since our reading. Okay. Yes, since the reading I had with you. Since then... It's been a slow 1% increase every day about like, try your best at least once a day so that you know you've given your best at something. I like that you're bringing up our reading because the the card that we talked about so much was the Two of Swords, Mm. which is a figure enacting a boundary. Yes, it is. in that deck, it's very based on like the Rider Waite Coleman Smith deck, which is like a figure, uh, this woman blindfolded with the two swords, um, which is a, definitely like a no. <laughs> it's kind of like no to what's out here because, and our conversation about it spoke to like cultivating peace. You have to say no to so many things so that you can cultivate that sense of peace and truth and uh, centeredness that you seek. Yes, that's that's. I like that assessment because well, mm-hmm. you know me well, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just like a nice. It's a nice returning to that. It to feels kind of nice because yeah. it is like sometimes I do. I think where I have trouble with boundaries, I definitely am a people pleaser. So it is true that I will. I think sometimes commit to things. Because I don't want to disappoint people. But also part of who you are is you are a giver. Giving of your time is also you giving. Yes. Yes. And it feels good to me in the moment. Mm. But like you're saying, it's sort of like over time, I do sort of have chronic exhaustion because I, and I know part of that is, part of that is like living under capitalism. Other things about, I think, my lifestyle that I want to change, like habits, but it is also due to chronically overcommitting to things yeah. and to people. So I'm kind of in like an area of assessment around that right now because yeah. on the one hand, it feels really good to be so involved. I'm getting a lot out of that. And with my friends, like, yes, I will. I will. If you're a good friend, if you're one of my beloveds, mm. then I will give unconditionally to you but it is true that that does come at a sacrifice Mm -hmm. of my energy at times so i'm in a balancing place of balancing place of balance yeah when you said this it made me think of something about givers and takers givers don't sleep well and i just thought wow (laughs) that's what is can you can you expand on that basically (laughs) that you give so much of yourself you feel a little bit hard done by by people who are just takers. Well, something that I am learning to do is honor boundaries around communication with people. If I have 
some kind of relationship with someone but the communication is really inconsistent that tends to quickly become a no for me oh right. like if i if i mean that's that's has to be born of like a conversation you know because mm. we don't we can't just have expectations of people without talking about it right we can't just oh. expect people to meet our expectations or needs without expressing them unspoken expectations are premeditated disappointments <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. Yes. But, um, you know, now that I'm I'm like coming back into like a dating zone, like mm. dating and then meeting new friends and things, I'm realizing that there are a lot of people out there who don't communicate well. Not communicating emotionally. If that's a pattern with someone that I'm connecting with, I'm pretty good about honoring a boundary around that and kind of stepping away from that. Okay. Because to me, like... Open communication is very important. That goes back to my values mm. in relationships. Mm. So that's one area where I think I am practicing like good honoring of boundaries. Yeah. I don't I don't want to engage with people who don't communicate in an open and and consistent manner. How about you? I find myself using my phone less because I I don't like looking at screens that much anymore. I get tired because I, I do it all the time at work. At the end of the day, I'm not likely to respond or read messages very easily. But then I also like you send voice notes and I love that. Yeah, yeah. I do love that. Um, but I think what I have to try to do is set some time in the evening to see who'd messaged me mm -hmm. and then decide who am I going to respond to. It's a difficult thing to do because we all have a lot of things going on in our lives and we don't all always have time to respond to every message. Yes. But I also get upset when people don't respond to me because yeah. I know that people, some people don't know how to respond and then they just don't. Mm -hmm. But no answer is also an answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's a boundary for you. And it's not, you can't force other people to respond, mm. but then you can maybe then you just slowly walk away from that relationship and, and i've been able to do that yeah good. it's not good for you yeah i think maybe this is why also we can be good friends because i'm also like a very regular communicator are, with yes. people that i that i love so um and i really like that mm, me mm. too but also i love that we're having this conversation because i didn't know that that's where you've been the last three weeks ah, so now yeah. i'm like oh I understand Ivor's going to be a little less available um, mm. to respond. And then I don't have to worry about whether he's, have you know, having a hard time or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, that, <laughs> that would be my assumption. Yeah. Not like Ivor's mad at me or Ivor doesn't want to talk to me. It's yeah. like, oh, is he okay? Um, but that comes that comes back to the communication. But I have a good boundary too with friends who, for example, friends who don't honor my need to like cancel a meetup or to change plans um for me that feels like a strong boundary that i have to communicate not not like consistently like a pattern of like that could that might be your one of your boundaries mm. is i'm not going to maintain a close friendship with someone who's always canceling who's super inconsistent because mm. um, i think we've talked about that mm. but for me i can't maintain a really close friendship with someone who isn't at least a little flexible because of the way that my sort of my moods and my energy flows because mm. we might have plans and then 
I realized that morning, like, actually, I can't be around people. Yeah. Like, I can't do that. And I have ended friendships in the past with people who would take that really personally and then get really angry. And I... I have to have that kind of flexibility mm. in a friendship. Mm. It doesn't mean that I don't communicate what's going on. You know, I'm not just totally yeah. flaking, but like that's one of my boundaries in friendships is I'm not going to be really close with someone who isn't understanding of people's fluctuations in yes. energy. Yes. I like that you brought that up because um and then relating that to like we love at distances like yeah. you can cancel something consistently. But the boundary lies in how much notice do you give me? Mm -hmm. I understand that people have their lives and they have their feelings. People wake up late. They mismanage themselves and time and things happen. Mm -hmm. That I do understand. As long as it doesn't affect me because you haven't communicated clearly. Mm -hmm. So if someone says, listen, I'm having a bad day. I can't meet up today. And we're friends. I go, okay, that's I understand. If you need something, let me know. I should be able to extend that grace to someone else because there will come a day where I really can't make it too. As long as there is a clear communication hours beforehand, it's completely okay. So are there other like boundaries that you feel you are currently honoring well? I have three main boundaries. I think people have many, but I have three main boundaries that I think I can talk about that I like to honor well. And the first one is to try and be honest. And I've spoken about this a lot is honest with yourself and honest with other people Mm -hmm. and this is a lesson that i've said before and i want to say again not because it's just helpful for for other people to learn but also because i consistently need to be reminded of it because it's a habit it's a way of it's a practice honesty is a practice as much as any other virtue Mm -hmm. and it's a lesson that my mom taught me is that if you come to me with the truth I will not be angry with you. Mm -hmm. It's not a lesson that she verbalized. It is in her actions. If you come to me with the truth, maybe she'll be annoyed, but she'll get not get, she'll move on pretty quickly. But if you lie, then that's where the anger comes from is just tell the truth. And that's a lesson that I try to teach my students Mm -hmm. and other friends as well. Yeah. Because I know telling the truth to yourself is difficult. Therefore, telling it to other people is even more difficult. A lie is much easier to come by than the truth. We know that saying, right? Mm -hmm. So I know what it took for you to come to me with the truth. And I can't be angry with that. Mm -hmm. That's just, I refuse to be angry at the truth. So what happens when someone that you are in relationship with doesn't tell the truth? Because we're in so many relationships of all kinds, you know? Like, this is like sort of getting into that relationship anarchy Mm. zone of like kind of having an expansive view of relationship like you're in many relationships in your life yeah yeah. so like I'm curious how because I guess what I just when I think about boundaries it's like me and other right like it's it 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 feels very much about relationship because yeah so then for you because this you have this very deep value of honesty which I also share what then happens on your end if for example someone that you are in some kind of relationship with isn't truthful Mm. is i understand that lying in itself is not intrinsically harmful we most people lie to protect themselves 
Or others. Or others, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so when that happens, sh- then, and I can see and understand that, then I would like to believe that I am able to deal with that and overcome the 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 desire to just cut you off because I know that I have lied too or mm-hmm. that because I can look in the mirror and I can see a liar like when we can all do that yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever someone else is doing they are human mm-hmm. and by that measure that you are human too that means you are capable of doing it too mm-hmm. so Yes, I don't like when people lie, but I also understand why people lie. Mm-hmm. And I'd first try and understand why they lied. And if it's done again, then then I probably would reevaluate the friendship or relationship and put them at a different distance of loving mm. than than close beloved family like you right. like a circle of beloved like you said. So n- maybe not necessarily I'd like to think maybe not necessarily cutting them out completely but saying hey or but by action removing myself a little bit more mm-hmm. just not necessarily cut off because i think that's um a little bit um conflict avoidant is when mm-hmm. you cut people off yeah yeah and that's my my um default is to cut people off but you're working on that i'm working on that yeah i see yeah, yeah, yeah. what are your other boundaries you said you have three um consent It's 2022. There's nothing sexier than consent. Mm-hmm. In our myriad of relationships, whether it be sexual, platonic, intimate, whatever the the spectrum of it is, and you are it involves your body, bodies, then consent. You I'm not saying we have to have a contract and then mm-hmm. a signing and a hurrah, you know. It's just that There's ways to ask for consent that is also nice that is also yeah. sexy that is yeah. also you know um energizing there's yeah so i think people should also flirting is kind of like asking for consent in different levels mm. and you have to be brave to put yourself out there mm-hmm. you know so Definitely. that is part of the <laughs> sexiness where where it comes from yes so So uh, consent, but wrapped in sexiness. I like that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I want that. That's what I want. <laughs> and I don't want to, I don't want to engage intimately with people who don't honor that boundary. Yeah. Of yeah. which there are a lot of people who don't understand that boundary. They don't understand that concept. I'm, I'm like remembering now. So. And especially, <laughs> I find this weird, but. I, I want to say especially in the gay community, but that's not necessarily true. But also it so. is true. Oh, okay. Because I've seen gay people touch women and they go, oh, it's okay, I'm gay. It's like, that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything. Mm. It's it's so funny because I was just thinking about like, yeah, I had this like, oh, it's not just the gay community. But I think you're speaking to a very, spe- like, that's a specific experience. Yeah. And then I was also thinking about like men Oh, with yes. women too yes. you know like it's just like there's cat a, calling yeah yeah Ugh. um so yeah that's very nuanced that's probably its own i was once episode. in a <laughs> i was once in a club in hongdae and this this girl drunk i was not drunk but i was with my friends right and straight friends yes and this girl was like touching me and grabbing me in places mm. where i didn't and i just had just walked in and i asked her please don't touch me and she kept doing it i'm like please don't touch me mm-hmm. and she did it the third time 
and I I became extremely irate. I said, "Do not touch me!" And I yelled at her, and and then she cried. And then oh, everyone's no. like, why did you make her cry? Oh, no. I'm like, I told her not to touch me. Yeah. Straight friends go, oh, it's okay. I'm like, no, it's not okay. No. I asked her not to touch me. I don't want her to touch. Like, what do you don't, what don't you understand? And now everyone has sympathy for her. And there's no like understanding that this woman crossed my boundaries. Yes, we're in a club, but I didn't, I didn't like flirt with you. You just came up and you just started touching me. You're right. I'm getting what you're saying now because there's this thing about, first of all, sorry, I'm sorry that happened. Mm. And also it is like with gay clubs or gay bars where it's, I don't know if people think like the normal rules don't apply here or something. Like I, I know what you're saying. Mm. Yeah. But this was in Hongdae, uh, a straight club at Hongdae. But that's what I'm saying. I think like uh, being out in the world and especially at bars and clubs and, you know, like there's just so many, I think people are constantly making mistakes in this realm people are constantly violating each other's you know uh, in many cases unspoken boundaries because they're not having a conversation you know it's just like it's not like i can touch you (laughs) like no why do you think that's okay yeah like and i do understand the club environment does lend itself like when you step into an environment like that there is actually also the unspoken thing where you're like boundaries are a little bit different here because mm-hmm. of the space, it's cl- clubs in those kind of envir- environments are, I don't like to use this term because it's very like patriarchal, but they're like hunting grounds. I understand it. And for her mm-hmm. to assume that I was straight and actually, no, sexuality has nothing to do mm-hmm. with boundaries. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, it doesn't have anything to do with that. And I also gave grace when I'm like, I know she's drunk and I could have immediately been angry with her for touching me, but I did give her time. Yeah. And I said twice please don't touch me. Yeah. Please don't touch me. Yeah. So it's not like I'm, I was being unreasonable. Not at all. Yeah. So mm. oh, maybe that's a lesson. Try to be reasonable with your boundaries. It's like we can't be angry with someone for not knowing our boundaries. But we can be angry with them when you communicate them mm-hmm. and they consistently cross it. Yeah. And yeah. then, But then in the end, it's like, I'm thinking about just how, like, we just really can't control what other people do. Yes. So it's like, this is why I don't go to a lot of clubs, for mm. example. I'm not blaming you in that situation, but I'm I'm also, like, aware of those dynamics in a club. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't really want to go somewhere where there's this kind of atmosphere of free freeness to, like, touch people, which mm. is a, that's a very real, like, kind of dynamic that yeah. I think you have to grapple with when you go into that environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also just love you and your generosity. Like, you're, you're kind of always just circling back to, like, I should be more generous. I want to be more generous with people. I want yeah. to be, you know, like, give them the benefit of the doubt. And I guess when it comes to boundaries, one thing that we can do is express them very clearly. Mm. But people are either going to honor those or not. Or not. And then yeah. we then we and you decide respond to, to that you know yeah. <laughs> like yeah. okay i'm gonna leave this space then yeah because you're still touching me and i asked you not to and i asked you not you to know? Yeah. and and also that's also something that happened after we had the reading when i say i'm gonna do something then i will do it i try and match my actions and my words that is something that i've cultivated after we had our reading i don't know why it happened it just happened Mm -hmm. and I've become extremely like non-negotiable with myself if I say I'm going to do something then I'm going to do it because I don't want to disappoint myself and I Mm -hmm. also want to know that I can bet on myself to do something and it's a struggle 
because yeah. it's habits, it's psychological <laughs> things, it's all these things that go into it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I try to be show gratitude is that I say that on the podcast. I've said it many times in the past. I say I, I speak about it, delight and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I want to show people that it's happening, not necessarily for them, but for me to know that I'm not disappointing myself. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we spoke about two of my boundaries, which was uh, honesty and what's the other one? Consent. Mm-hmm. What about yours? Well, I thought about it a little differently because mine is related to other people. For example, I this is very related to what we were just talking about. Ooh, lovely. I won't go to certain bars in our neighborhood because I don't feel safe there. Ooh. So even if, for example, if a friend that I want to see wants to go or is going to certain bars, I will not meet them there. Um, that's a hard no for me because, you know, there are just certain places that I don't like being. I don't feel comfortable there. I don't like the energy. Also, I will not engage in a sense of urgency at work. So Ooh, I love that. <laughs> because as you know, like we work in, a, in the same field, in the same cultural setting. Mm. And there are certain times of year where institutionally mm. there tends to be a lot of urgency that gets passed down to all the the different departments and layers and i used to get really really stressed about that and i would take on and absorb that urgent energy and now i'm really practicing my own boundaries saying no to that like mm. you can be urgent about this but i will do this task when it's possible for me to do it And I'm working on not absorbing your stress about this because so-and-so up the ladder waited until the last minute to decide something. Still, I can't, uh, I'm not going to absorb the stress about that. Just because you pay me doesn't mean I have to absorb your stress. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. But that's been really hard one um, because I do tend to absorb the energy of everyone around me. So that's why I think my boundaries tend to be more porous. So that's a that is a zone where I'm very comfortable setting boundaries. Mm. It's harder with my personal relationships and friendships, but at work, you're you're not getting my energy in that way. Definitely. Not, not anymore. I also have boundaries like professional boundaries as a tarot reader. Like if someone comes to me for a reading, I will not read about other people's feelings and motivations. That's a boundary that I have. Yeah, because you don't know you, you you don't know those people. Yeah, and I'm not getting their consent. It goes back to consent. So to me, it's um, I feel una- unethical about reading into someone's motivations. Like mm. you know, the kind of like does uh, does he feel the same way about me that I feel about him is like a common question. I'm not gonna read about that, but I can read about your relationship. Like, what's the potential here, and what do you need to know? But I have a very strong, like, no to asking, like, what does this person think? What does this person feel? Because I haven't gained their consent to read about that. I wanted to maybe tangentially ask you about social media boundaries. Oh, goodness. Yes. (laughs) What do you think? Do you have anything... I'm coming up for you. I'm constantly <laughs> breaking my boundaries around social media. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> As you know, I have, you know, cut myself off from social media. Yeah. At least 90% of it. The only thing I have left is Twitter. 
because it's not so much reliant on visuals mm-hmm. i don't really consume it that much i'm easier to step away it's a lot easier for me to just go eh. i just with social media we don't take time to sit in silence and figure out what it is that we want and you can't figure out what you want when you listen to what other people want and what other people are or yes. aren't the whole time mm-hmm. and maybe yes i will return to social media but when i am in a state that doesn't require that doesn't make me feel like i'm missing something or that i want to do that or like it's drawing me in so many different directions that yes i'm capable of those things but is it actually what i want to do so cut that off right. and figure out what my boundaries are figure out what whatever life wants i want life to look like for me yeah and then go into the world but i don't think people do that i wasn't well, look and and that's not everyone's fault you were not taught that as a kid i wasn't taught that oh as a kid oh my god i don't think i was taught very much, much about boundaries <laughs> at all like no. i mean some things yes but ooh yeah big gaps big gaps yeah <laughs> yes stepping away from social media helped me look at myself and i was already a self reflexive person and now it's just like that 1% better because i have that much more time there's oh this is also tangential yes but i bought a weighted blanket oh it was $80 yes on sale and it was $34 oh nice and how is it and the first night was hard for me to adjust to it because i didn't know exactly how to use it but now i find that my I think my REM sleep, my deep sleep cycle is a lot deeper and more consistent. Great. That has cuz the 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 phrase in the box is feels like a hug. Oh. <laughs> and I love it. And I've read about weighted blankets. They just were out of my financial capability. And then I saw it was so cheap. I was like, I'm going to try and get this. And I did and I'm so happy that I did that. Will you send me a link? Yes, of course, of course. I'll send you a link. And mm. uh, yeah, it's 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 heavy, but it makes you feel safe. Oh my gosh, well that's so related to boundaries. You know, it's yeah. like it's like this thing where you wrap around yourself, you know, and like I don't know. Um yes. Uh It's okay. We know Link there's has cats. a lot of opinions about <laughs> boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> um yes, baby. Because she's trying to, to um, she's trying to, to get season. with him. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's happening. It's happening. Let's get it on. Yes, you see, he's biting your... I can see. He's doing the thing. He's doing the thing. He's doing the thing. Oh, goodness. Oh, my gosh. This is... This is the most escalated I've seen it. Oh. We're talking about boundaries and cats are about to mate here. (laughs) How wonderful is this? I love life. (laughs) (laughs) She's inspiring me lately. I'm like, I feel you. Um... (laughs) I feel you. Uh. But yes, symbolically, like mm. uh, about this, you know, not even symbolically though, on a physical level, like having this this thing around you and mm. that feeling and that creating like a sense of safety um, feels really relevant to the idea of boundaries. Yeah, and it's a great mental health tool also. Mm-hmm. Like it helps a lot with people that have anxiety mm-hmm. or sleep problems or, or sleep issues. I don't want to say problems. 
but mm-hmm. difficulty sleeping it really does help a lot so yeah this whole journey of boundaries has been quite wonderful <laughs> i'm great i'm so glad i was thinking like maybe so it seems like you have a really strong like you're really honoring your boundaries around social media and i'm not mm. um and i don't know if there's like a boundary that i have you know, learn to honor that you haven't, but I'm curious, at least for me, if you can advise me about like re-establishing like better boundaries with social media, because oh. just to explain where I'm at, I actually have a really, so the only social media that I feel I have an unhealthy relationship with is Instagram, but it's very complicated because Instagram is also like a really kind of a tool. It's, it's a tool, but it's also like energetically and creatively it gives me a lot because it's I kind of feed off of the connectivity of it. I'm not neutral about social media, but I can see its benefits for me. But I try to set boundaries like I'm only going to check it a few times a day and I consistently fail to honor that boundary. Mm. So I'm curious. For me, I'm not willing to completely... Um, let go of it yeah yeah, i'm not willing to not use it because Mm. of my business um and my artistic communities but i'm curious how you might advise me in like reestablishing a healthier boundary with it healthier boundaries i think two things that just came up so i'm going to trust the process okay first thing is there's an ability for you to limit the access to the app um, through your phone. So perhaps that could be a strategy. I just turn those off. Oh, you just turn I've them off. I've tried that before uh, okay, and that I just turn work. them off. Um, the <laughs> other thing is, the other thing is perhaps journal how you feel after you've used it. Oh, okay. That's the only other thing that I can think Ooh. of is like, how did I feel after using this? Um, the other, I have an app that I use. Let me double check what it's called. It's very um, popular. It's called Dailyo. And mm. it basically prompts you to to input your mood and it has all these things that you just click like what I did I exercise I ate well I I mm-hmm. I, I um home home food or I mean homemade food or delivery exercise social whatever it was yeah and it puts that data in for you so then after a while it aggregates what activities you do and how you feel okay. and of course yes. there comes in the, the the point where you have to be honest and it's also up to you like do you if you can't figure out where your energy is going this is a good way for you to understand your mood better is to have a system where you log your feelings and have them compile it for you and then do with that what you will if you have the wherewithal or the desire if if you want to improve your mood or see where your what is causing your mood to be um to fluctuate yeah to fluctuate uh i actually love this because i have yeah that's what my moon journal is for oh i do track that kind of thing in a moon journal and so it's not automated so i have to kind of like make sense of the data myself but that's kind of like how i prefer it i don't really like using apps like that but i never thought to track my social media usage Mm. but i i think i should yeah. So I'm definitely going to do that. Yeah. I have so many other things that I track on this circular calendar, but I've never included social media in that. But it's like when I'm really consistent with this journal, I will use like a number to describe how 
just my energy level, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's, um, so I'll write that number and then there is a strong correlation. Mm. Um, and I'm aware of a lot of those correlations and I, and I'm also aware that social media makes that number go down, mm. but it's kind of like putting it down on paper yeah. feels really useful. Yeah. Like if it's going to be a tool for you, mm-hmm. then turn it into data and, and, and use it. Yeah. And, also, and also be honest with myself. Mm. It feels like being honest with myself because it's like, Okay, I track all these other things, but not the social media. But if I start to actually write that down, then I'm confronted by the information. Like, oh, you spent a lot of time on social media this day. And then like the next day, you were so angry and you had a fight with someone or, you know, like something like that. Like it's uh, kind of putting the data in my face Mm. um, a little bit. So Mm. I like that recommendation. Yeah, it's just the reason I like it made me think of like how I felt after using social media is that when I'm not in a good mental state, I'll go onto social media to look for dopamine. Now, I'm yeah. not like in my bed or on my, you know, chair sitting there thinking, I need some dopamine. It's it's a subconscious and neurological chemical process that happens and our brains are used to getting the dopamine yes. spike from the phone. Mm-hmm. And so then I'll look at things and yes, I'll be stimulated, but I don't feel good after the stimulation. And it's a combination yeah. of like the, 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 the constant dopamine hit and then the crash afterwards. And the, mm-hmm. the feeling from that, it's a, it's, I don't want to say negative feeling, but it's not a good feeling. Yeah. And then combine that within FOMO, fear of missing out. Oh, this person's doing that. This person looks so hot. I want to look like that. And it's all these competing things that I as one person cannot all take in and make sense of. And it just feels like, a, I don't want to use the word dread, yeah. but it, there is a, there was a sense of like, I'm not doing enough with my life. I'm comparing myself with other people. I could be doing this. And why can't I speak Korean as well as that person? Oh my gosh, or yes. why can't I? Like, it's yes. always this comparison thing. And I'm so tired of that. Yes. <laughs> so, and I also get, I get weird when I get in that state. Then I put up quotes, Shania Twain song lyrics, and I don't know. It's just, it's just... <laughs> Is that a red flag for, for you? Yes. Like if I if I see you sharing Shania Twain quotes, I should mm. check in with you. Yes. Like, are it, you okay? It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think you should because if I'm like, you're still the one I run to, the one that I be. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. Okay. So if ever um... I return to social media and you see a song lyric that is questionable. Okay. You check in, check do. in. Check in. Okay, I will. No, actually what you should just text me and say, log off. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Mostly I just miss your selfies. Oh, my selfies. I miss them. And my thirst traps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed them. Um, actually, you bringing up FOMO is really, that's really interesting because I think that is also part of why I don't say, that's part of why I have trouble saying no to social engagements too. Mm. Because I do have that feeling of like, I don't want to miss out on this mm. thing, you know? So that's just interesting how that causes us to um, override our boundaries. I've just, I've just lately been cultivating this attitude of FOMO for my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, I love that. Yeah. I, want, I don't relate to that, but I love it. <laughs> Yeah, that's and we need our sleep, especially in the winter months. We need our sleep. Is there another boundary you want to discuss? No, I'm just curious about for you if there's one that you're like. So for me, definitely the boundary with um, social media is one that's Mm. really 
present that for examination and change. And I wonder for you, like, I would like to have a more skillful approach to this, or I would like to honor this more, like at this time. The thing that comes up for me is promises to myself. There's a beautiful, I think, a Taylor Swift line. So I got wasted, like all my potential. Yeah. And I feel that everyone can relate that they have the potential for greatness, but you have to craft a great person. I don't want to regret my potential. That's a, a boundary that is hard to compromise on because I do need social interaction. Mm. that is extremely important, especially to know where my boundaries are and to know what I like and don't like. Even at the age we are, that's all still growing and exploring and appreciating the energy of someone else and continuing to grow and to develop. But at the same time, learning when to go inside, mm -hmm. to shut the door, to... I've canceled my Netflix now. Mm. I have done so many things that are mm -hmm. like, I want to carve out space saying no so that I can say yes to sitting in front of my computer and writing, yeah. getting up at 4 a.m. and doing what I want to do with whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So there's that balance. You've seen that I leave when I need to leave. Yes. Which is usually an hour after I said I would leave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that time thing again. Um, yeah, the time thing again. Because I, I enjoy being there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that fear of missing out in the enjoyment. Mm -hmm. But then there also comes the part where it's like, We've had more than enough. I think we can appreciate enjoyment when we've stopped just before we've had enough. Mm. Also, I feel like there's maybe something about, for you, this deep love of being in this private space. Mm. You know, whereas for me, I feel like I... Why are you meowing today? <laughs> so, so much. Um, for me, I think I experience like these deep le levels of pleasure... Um, with other people and so I'm I'm learning over time to cultivate the love like the pleasure the deep pleasure of being alone with myself mm. um, I think I'm still working learning on that, that. Yeah, yeah yeah I mean there is like a lot of pleasure to be had there um, but it's like my default is find that with other people, experience that with other people, mm. which I, I think does kind of relate to just my kind of how I was, how I came into being and what was going on then. You know, mm. like a lot of pleasure and joy comes from just being with others. Right. Um, but it can be too much. Like I overindulge in that. I think I overindulge in socializing. I understand that because I can do that too, but it is exhausting. So how do we then reestablish like that boundary when we know, okay, like socializing is great. Being with people is a source of pleasure, but also I need to make sure that I have this time by myself um, because that fills me up. Like, how do we well, reestablish that? When you need to leave and people enjoy having your company and they don't understand that, hey, I want to leave. And then I find and have found this is not a judgment of other people. But I could because I know that they don't do it consciously, but that there is a little bit of emotional manipulation that goes into the response of you saying, hey, I want I, I need to go. There is a like, oh, you do like like it's playful mm -hmm. sometimes, but I've I've seen that happen and I've engaged in mm -hmm. it, too. It's just that I have fi found that that's usually why I stay longer. A fear of missing out and B, I don't want to disappoint other people because everyone likes to be included and also when you start 
expressing boundaries and honoring them, Ooh, it can difficult. trigger people. Yeah. It can activate people and, and their own thing. And the, uh, yeah, and they think <laughs> like, it's about them. This is not about you. This is about <laughs> me. But I just have experienced that throughout my life. Uh, this going back to like with my some of my family members, you know, and yeah. me being very clear and stricter about my boundaries, it can cause reactions. I think just the with people who maybe feel so close to you that they feel there don't have to be boundaries. Um, and then when you start to enact those, that can cause a lot of reactions. Yeah, um. and, and, and we have to understand that with other people is that mm -hmm. we are people that like the idea and the philosophy and maybe perhaps the practice of growth. In some way, all of us can, can agree that we are weird in a little way. And when you can own that and when you can like that, perhaps maybe then you could go off on your own. For me, I think it's other other people are so much more honoring of this than I am. <laughs> so it's not even like, I, you know, my friends anyway, they'll be like, yeah, yeah, you need to go sleep, right? Go go sleep. Go do what you got to do. And I'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will, I will, I will. Like, okay. right? It's So it's not even um, for me in these situations, which uh, again, it just often comes with... The, sort of so socializing with people that I really like. That's the problem that I, really is that I like to be around them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're not the ones who are like, stay, stay, stay. Well, we have a few shared friends that are of that like, energy. Stay. Yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah, 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 don't, no, don't go. Stay a few more minutes. And then I'm like, I need you to work with me here. But, but I also like being wanted. <laughs> Listen, don't. No, I like. Don't I, dig into my, you know, wounds, Ivor. Actually, yes. <laughs> I like it too. Because I'm not very social. I like it too. <laughs> That's a very human, we have this yeah. human desire, right? But it's not even that. It's me overriding my own self, right? It's not my friends being like, no, stay, stay, stay. It's me thinking, I should go. Like, I'm tired, I should go. And then, you know, I check uh, the time and I'm like, I said that an hour ago and I'm still here. And I still wanted to do this and I still wanted to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's so much fun here. It uh, is. And because those aren't... <laughs> And the problem with the with those kind of situations is that we don't we all have different lives and we don't all come together. No one goes out always with the same group of friends or if you're like a group of your beloved ones and to have them all together at the same point. Yeah. It's not something that happens very often. Yeah. And so we like that exchange of energy. Yeah. So it's it can be difficult to say no. Yeah. yeah, and I and I think also I'm holding space for myself as like as I explore my neuro, you know, diversity. Yeah. It's like, okay, there's something going on there as well about mm. the time, keeping track of time and also like the novelty of experience, like really being drawn to novel things. I love and, that. You know, yeah. So it's like I have a lot of compassion for myself mm. around uh, the moments when I don't honor my boundaries, mm. but I'm very aware of the patterns. Um particularly just around social media and like, yeah, t balancing time with others with, you know, time by myself. Mm. So listening to you made me think, oh, I think the reason I'm able to just leave as soon as I need to is because I did quit social media. Mm. That has helped me say no Ooh. to a lot more things. Why? I don't know. Because I don't need to stay and put up... I, I don't see people having fun, so I don't miss out on it. Ah. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to go home and then see that this happened afterwards on your Instagram story. And so, therefore, it won't have an effect on me. 
Wow, I didn't even think about that, but that's so. Oh, that's a possibility, maybe. That's like profound too, because you're. T- it's kind of like um, eliminating the social media is eliminating these what feel like kind of disruptions to a more natural boundary. Mm, yes, like, yes. Like, you yes, know, yes, what yes, is yes. actually a more natural experience for us, which is like we leave a situation and then our knowledge of that situation dissipates. Yes. We're no longer there, but social media ties us up in the energy of everywhere, everyone all, everywhere yeah. all at once, you know, yes. like to <laughs> yeah. quote the film. Like, so not having access to that energy field it makes so much sense that you could like separate more easily because like you're actually making like a a a really strong argument for me right now about (laughs) eventually quitting social media because i'm like wow it just made it really real for me right like that concept of our energy being tied up in it and i just realized that in this moment (laughs) she's like yes Yes, girl, speak. It's so related. Yeah. Oh, so interesting. Oh. So what I'm hearing in myself now is obviously I'm not ready to quit social media entirely, but I think that limiting my social media and being firmer about the boundaries that I want to have with social media mm. will also help in other realms. Right. It will also help in like honoring my boundaries other... with other people in my social life. Yeah, I because think. social media is... In essence, the point of internet and communication and social media is that there are no boundaries. Oh my God. Step up to the mic and come say what you need to say. What come, step up to the mic. To What's happening? That was wonderful. What? That that was that was the beautiful thing about technology is it broke down the. The, the, the boundaries that kept us uninformed and in. Yeah. Unfortunately, the boundaries you set up, yes, they keep you in. But like you said earlier, they also protect you. So you have to decide for yourself what I, what I want to protect myself against mm-hmm. or from. And what am I okay with dealing with? Like yeah. it's all stuff we have to decide by ourselves. And the only way you can do that is by stillness. For people that it's difficult to figure out on their own, here you are. Therapy is a great way to figure out what your boundaries are mm-hmm. and where they come from and have different levels of boundaries. Keep people at different distances to your heart. And I think practices like energetic practices um, and getting to know, like connecting with our own energy is also like a really wonderful, consistent practice that we can do to then kind of like if we're filling ourselves with our own energy, I think that that is conducive to then being more uh, clear and effective in not allowing other energies in. Energy flows where attention goes. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you're yes. paying to, if you're looking at social media the whole time or other people the whole time, you're just going to be concerned about other people. Now, I'm not saying we should be selfish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But there is a level of self-care that that is necessary for you. Absolutely. Well, I feel very inspired. Thank you. I'm. I definitely have lots of practices that can help me in sort of that daily um, self-connection, but mm. then also like 
thinking about thinking about the role of social media in all realms of my life has right. been very uh, helpful in this conversation. So thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you for having this conversation about boundaries. I do like that I didn't stick to a script, mm-hmm. but I also knew what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. So I'm I find deep delight in that. Great. What about you? Yeah, I think it was good. I had the questions here and I liked kind of trying to wrap it back to the questions you laid out. So that was kind of my, when you sent the outline, I have it in my notebook. Did we talk about all of them? I think we did. Oh. Uh, What is a boundary? Mm. Bad, unhealthy or lack of boundaries versus healthy boundaries, which we kind of talked about. And then setting and reestablishing boundaries. All right. So that's where I was trying to like lead the the combo back yeah. i think as a strength i'm good at leading the conversation like looping it back to yeah. the topic so i'm happy to keep doing that i think it was good okay thank you everyone so much for listening to mallory and i ramble on about boundaries <laughs> um i thought we uh, i had a time boundary but i didn't <laughs> <laughs> we you and i are learning about time boundaries yes. in this shared project yes, so. yes. <laughs> interesting and we both like to talk and the cats also chirped in a lot today. They really did. They need their own set of microphones. I think we or should just... not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, everyone, have a wonderful evening, day. I don't know, see where your boundaries are. Yeah, just look at yourself first before other people. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Yes. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.